Hi everyone, I'm Jada Burt and this is In My Tracks. You know that feeling when a song comes on and it's so good that it feels like you're frozen in time? Well, that's what this podcast is all about. Songs that stop me in my tracks. I chat with musicians about their inspiration, process, and challenges. And you discover your new favorite songs. Trana is a Nashville-based indie pop duo that is bound to take the genre to new heights. I found them while scrolling on TikTok and I have been mesmerized ever since. Their ability to tell personal stories over such great grooves keeps me hooked. Sometimes I want to dance while I reflect, and Trana provides the perfect tunes for that. Let's get tracking. Hello and welcome to In My Tracks. Today I'm speaking with Trana, a lovely duo from Nashville. Would you guys mind introducing yourselves? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Connor Robertson. And I'm Liz Friel. So how did you two meet? <laughs> Tindy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, we met we met on Tinder. Um yeah. what, three years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Like over three years ago, yeah. That is so cool. So you literally meet on a dumpster fire app yep. and then you make an iconic duo. So <laughs> so how did you guys decide to start a band? Um so I guess after we'd been dating for I think it was probably less than a year when like COVID started, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um we were, you know, doing the whole like lockdown thing together, um, and just kinda trying to, you know, come up with ways to entertain ourselves at home and I was kind of diving into learning more about um, uh, recording um, and producing uh, during that time and Liz um, has like always been like writing uh, some music but she was writing songs too and then um, we just decided to start recording some songs together so Liz could like could write songs and I could practice uh the recording stuff that I was learning how to do that's really cool yeah putting both yeah. of your skills together and having that base of you know friendship and then also like the romantic relationship that's amazing like having Thank having you. all of those sides and you know you guys have made made some really really amazing songs so far Thanks so, so much yeah, yeah yeah i can't wait to see where you guys go what's the story behind your band name because trana like really stood out to me and yeah so i'd love to know the, the backstory behind it um when i was little <clears throat> you know how like nicknames come out of nowhere from yes. your parents and stuff <laughs> my mom one of them when i was little was it was trana balana <laughs> and so we were like going through names once we had a song we like had taken to the studio i don't <clears throat> remember what came first but i think connor was like that's channable so we're like Tron. Tron. <laughs> it is it is yeah. it's yeah easy to spell simple enough like it really hits all the points and it's unique as well so i think you guys did a fantastic job <laughs> using that you. and it has a backstory so yeah, yeah. not everyone yeah. can say that <laughs> Yeah, I like Google searched Trana and if that even is a word and we're like, 
clear. <laughs> like, yes, it is ours. Yep, you guys have it. <laughs> so, so you guys have, you know, grown, grown over the past three years, like, it, you know, just getting to know each other more and using your skills to kind of get to where you are today. Who would you say that you make music for? Anyone that likes it, because it's kind of, it doesn't really, I don't think it sounds like any one thing in particular. It's such a melting pot of everything the two of us like. Um, I would say it wasn't until we started like playing a couple shows live that I realized when we do shows, I want to play music that people can dance to. So I guess for me, it's for anyone who wants to go out dancing instead of like, cause I went to too many shows. I'm not trying to be a hater, but too many <laughs> shows where you're standing and you can't dance. And I'm like, I'm bored. Yes. I want to go home. Yes. <laughs> Your feet hurt. Like, yeah. can we move? Exactly. <laughs> yes. Anyone yes. who wants to get down. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Everyone's not doing that these days. No one's talking about the fact that we should be able to dance at every, <laughs> like all the shows. So, yes, appreciate that. Seriously. Yeah. And then talking about you guys kind of forming forming a group based on both of your interests and your influences who would you say are some of your biggest influences that are shared within your duo and then individually the reason we started the band or like started making music I think like the first time Connor was like we should record something was because he had gotten into the band tennis and he's like they're a cute couple making like retro music he's like we should try that so that was like the first shared inspiration i guess yeah mm-hmm. yep, shout out to tennis because yeah. yeah i mean we love we love a couple duo i mean because yeah. i mean you know you can hear when there's no chemistry like and it, it just helps you it's convenient you guys you guys have a, a relationship it's there and it comes out in the music so yeah yeah think, yeah we're very lucky yes to have the situation that we have it works out very well yeah <laughs> seriously and so thinking about your legacy and how you kind of want to grow as as a duo and as artists and as people what would you say you want to be known for? Ooh, that is a that's a tough one. Um, man, I don't know. I let you go first. <laughs> Do you have an answer to that? Um, <laughs> I had an answer to this one. I would say writing about the hard stuff, the not so pretty stuff, I guess. Like a lot of when I sit down or like am inspired to write about any topic, normally it's something that's like, oh, like that's a bad quality in myself or why am I that way? Or like, why am I in this dynamic? So I guess it would be, I would love to be known for being the person that's not afraid to discuss the ugly top. Not that that's, I'm not unique for that, but I don't know. That's such a hard question. Yeah, I love that though. It's important. It's Mm -hmm. a way of 
it's a way of being transparent and real because, I mean, it's easy. I don't know. I kind of feel like after a while you run out of happy-go-lucky things to write about yeah. and you kind of lose the honesty. So I, I appreciate that. Yeah. It's also really easy to write sad songs too and to like write about things and everything sucks. And yes. I don't want to do that either because every situation, no matter how dark, there's light to it or humor to it, you know? I think so that's I feel where like, like the dancey, like the mm-hmm. dancey yeah. part comes in with the, yeah. the music underneath. Yes. Yes. Or I don't know. I'd love to be known for like making a sound that's not like something other people have heard like instrumental or like sonically, you know, but yeah, that's that's what I was going to say is like um, like having a, a fearlessness to just kind of follow like follow our gut and not try to fit into uh, any particular uh, zeitgeist suppose just kind of doing just doing our own thing yeah absolutely that's that's how the best music is created in my opinion Mm -hmm. if you guys are just being true to yourselves and authentic and so just getting started now having that desire really will just set you guys apart and help you like continue to go far i believe it's hard like getting something i I, I don't know. I feel like sometimes it, it can be difficult, uh, like trying to like get people to catch on to what you're doing. If, uh, if you're doing something that doesn't like fit into like a particular like scene that you're a part of, cause, um, people are so used to like certain styles like right now that yes. when they hear something that's new to them, like you know, it takes a minute for them to get used to it or get comfortable with it. Um, yeah. So. I totally hear you guys. I mean, just because it's kind of limited people's perception of the genre and how how the mu- the new music should sound, where it really should all sound different. But yeah, totally. I, I, I mean, I, I'm not. I haven't been getting that lately. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I we definitely <laughs> I I would consider us like an indie band mm-hmm. or independent doing doing all of this ourselves, but when we tell people that we make like indie pop music, they already have uh, you know, they they already have formed an idea of of what we sound like. Yes. And yes. it's usually that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, stop. Like, literally, if you if you get nothing else from this, stop doing that. Just listen to the band right. in front of you. Thank you. Right. Please and thank you. <laughs> so I saw you guys were based in Michigan and later relocated to Nashville. I know it is such a grind down there. I I can only imagine... But what keeps you grounded as professional musicians as you are, you know, working towards, you know, reaching your goals and, you know, achieving your dreams? I think Um, it's the like the stage that we're in. And I bring this up a lot and feeling like even though it's funny, I saw that question. I was like, professional. (laughs) But like when you're in the stage that we're in and you don't really have a big like following you're not make we're making negative money off of it, you know, like we know that we are doing what we're doing 
purely because we love what we're doing and it's not for any other reason. And that's really like, even though we don't have the, te- the traction that we would love to have eventually, mm-hmm. I know I'm so grateful to be in a place where I'm like, wow, I'm only doing this because it's what I want to be doing. And that's grounding, I guess. Yes, absolutely. Also, I, I still have a day job. And that's grounding for me. Yes. <laughs> Working yeah. your butt off somewhere else. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> Six and days a week. Also, like, having having a, a job. I work at a coffee shop. So having a job outside of music like that uh, makes, like, the free time that I have to work on music that much more precious to me. Absolutely. I, I mean... It, it it's kind of painful in a way because it's like oh man I, I have to do this so I can pay for what I really want to do mm-hmm. but it's like oh my gosh you guys are killing me so <laughs> yeah I I totally understand that it is grounding and it is unfortunate that that's that's a part of the process yeah for yeah sure. so you know. it is good to have a life outside of it though because as much as I would love to have it be my career and be paid to do what I love doing. Mm -hmm. It's nice to have a life outside of it. So I don't get sick of it because I can totally obsess over things to the point where I like bore myself, you know? So it's good for me at least being an obsessive, like not addictive person, but like fully throwing myself in things and then being bored. It's good for me to have something else to go do and people to go interact with and, hear stories, get screamed at by tables. Like it's good <laughs> yes. to have that. Yeah. Inspiration. I think when you're when you're <laughs> having those like those human experiences too, like it gives you more um I don't know, relatable uh and interesting things to write about. Yes, yeah, I can hear that. Yeah, I can definitely get that cuz yeah, I I totally get both of your points there because it really could be easy to just kind of be locked in a room for who who knows how many hours mm-hmm. and then eventually get burnout. So oh, yeah. Totally. yeah. And but you have, could like, yeah. you could not be, you could be just not have, you could not, you could not have any life outside of music and sit in a room for, for days and days trying to write something and not have any ideas. And then you can like have a super eventful, like normal day and have so much more to write about. Exactly. Just a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, that's 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 a great point. It really does. It might be a pain to be treated poorly mm. outside <laughs> the world, but it really does does feed uh, creativity. So pain. Yeah. yeah unfortunately, <laughs> pain and sadness and anger really really helps helps the process. So going back to having lives outside of music, that is extremely important because, as we mentioned, like it can lead to burnout have you guys experienced that yet in regards to your music while you're trying to balance so many other aspects of adulthood because I know I know there's a lot there's a lot going on I mean you moved from Michigan to Nashville a crazy hustle and bustle city yeah the question is burnout yes yeah so have you have you experienced burnout as of late you know, while you're trying to balance everything going on in your life as well as music? 
for me, Definitely. it's funny because I, being like such an extrovert, I am like fueled by being social and like being with my friends, meeting people. So when I moved down here, I started working almost immediately. And it's a lot of days out of the week at work. I'm serving tables right now. Um, serving tables. I'm a server. (laughs) (laughs) And when I started spending so much time at work and not having enough time to go out and meet people, that's when I started to feel burnt out. Instead of like having too much on my plate, it was like not having enough time to be with people is when I started to feel a little bit like down. But then I like go out and hang out with one friend. I'm like, I'm all better. (laughs) One person texts me. I'm like, I'm all better. (laughs) <laughs> yes i can totally relate to that yeah i'm pretty much the exact opposite i'm a complete introvert <laughs> and i spend you know it's like six hours taking people's coffee orders every day and then after that i just like want to go home and play video games by myself. War zone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i it's it definitely is a little bit more of a struggle He's cutting himself short, though. Like, he goes to work for a 6 a.m. to, like, 2 p.m. shift and then comes home and works on, like, Song Finch or has somebody to record with. So he works his butt off. And then I want to play video games. And then he'll play Warzone. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but, yeah, that that even adds to the balance within the duo, like, having both having both ends of the spectrum mm-hmm. yeah yeah really yeah it comes through for sure but I can totally see that just you know being being put in a situation that isn't really optimal and isn't what you want to be doing while like not having enough time to get to what you really are interested in I can see that really just leading to burnout and depression honestly yeah mm-hmm. totally yeah because I want to be spending all the time when I have that energy that I bring to work, I want to be spending that time working on music and or spending that energy working on music and not um, my my day job. So yes, absolutely. I just like yeah. If I could just <laughs> take the day job out of the equation, then I could just save all that energy for music. Yes, exactly. I I do not. I don't want to talk to you, and I don't want to talk about coffee. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But what interests do you guys have outside of music that boost your creativity? I know we talked about how, you know, our jobs and, you know, our obligations kind of help fuel creativity, even, even with the, you know, good and bad experiences we have. But I'd love to know what kind of helps fuel you guys in you know your busy this busy period of life mm-hmm. um well i just graduated in april um and my degree was in is was in psychology so having that interest i guess like helps i shouldn't say it helps but it has totally changed how i process situations I guess and so when I'm writing about things and almost every song if you listen is like about my interaction and me like talking with somebody um and like I don't know that definitely filters how I write about any topic like if it's generational 
cycles and trauma or something like that. And yeah, I don't know. I would say psychology is probably one of the biggest interests, but also going out dancing. There's this DJ duo that's based out of Nashville, and I've been a huge fan of theirs since I was in high school. I would see them at Bonnaroo. They're called Sparkle City Disco. And I went out like over Halloween dancing, and they just put on they put on the best set. Like they really make you feel like you're in what I'd imagine is like an 80s disco, like a club. And like even going out and just dancing and like hearing 80s vinyl and stuff like that. Instantly when we were working on music the next time after I went out, I was like glittery synths, like <laughs> all of our songs sound like so different even just going after going out. Ooh, so that's I love that. It. Love that. We love we love a synth. <laughs> yes. But no. Yeah, that's electrifying, really, just being out dancing, connecting with yourself mm-hmm. and the crowd, really. So yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. Knowing what people like get down to. Yes. You know? One hundred percent. Connor interests. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a tough one for me because I when when we're not working on something that involves Trana, I'm I'm doing like a hundred other things that are music related. Um, so I'm like. I write like custom songs for like people's special occasions on this um, this uh, website called Songfinch, um, and I produce for some other artists, and I also tour in uh, another band uh, called Michigander, and so I I I have really just. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mu- doing things that involve music is like very uh, all-consuming for me, which is honestly how I like it. I I don't really want to be doing anything else. So, um, but I do love cooking. <laughs> I love watching cooking videos on YouTube. So when I don't, when I when I am like too. Uh, oversaturated with music i'll go watch a like bon appetit video or something (laughs) yes mind numbing mind numbing videos (laughs) yeah so liz when you mentioned that you studied psychology and that was one of your interests that added to the music as well as dancing i can hear both of those things in your music so you really really achieved that i can you cover deep deep topics while still like making danceable music so and that's hard to do hard to do with indie pop without making it kind of like we said earlier like sound like everyone else like it's it's a very unique unique thing you two are doing yeah I think like also processing and like going through everything the planet has been going through the last few years and the last like however long you know I was, I just have always felt like, like what I said about going out to a show, like you want to dance. So when we were writing music and stuff, I'm like, we might be talking about something that's on the deeper side, but do I want to make people wallow when they listen to my music? Like, Mm -hmm. absolutely not. That is, I mean, 
feeling anything when you're listening to a music, you've like achieved something big there. But my personally, I want people to feel good after listening to our music, no matter the topic. And if that means even they can dance a little bit, you know, that's therapeutic. I feel like I've done something right there. Absolutely. I love I love that because having that desire, it, it really comes out and it leads to all of that care and attention, you know, producing a wonderful song that people can either listen to the lyrics and think about or just enjoy the melody and dance to. So, yeah, yeah we need both. <laughs> um, so you both do quite a bit you know regarding music writing recording producing what would you say is your favorite part of the music making process um for me i my favorite part of it is like just um like searching for ideas like just like playing around on like a guitar or a keyboard or like just like humming melodies and stuff and like putting stuff down and like just like recording like random snippets of things until you finally find like the one idea that like that sparks uh, a whole song. Mm-hmm. I love the searching. Yeah. And sometimes like feeling inspired feels so good. And sometimes mm-hmm. that comes out of thin air. Like for me, <clears throat> it I feel like, I get the most ideas when I'm trying to sleep at night and I can't because I don't know why. I think it's because that's the only point in my day where I'm not overstimulated, mm-hmm. like bombarded with stimulation because I overstimulate myself on my phone all day. So as soon as I like hit the pillow and there's like nothing is when it's like idea. Yes. <laughs> Outward <laughs> idea, you know? So whenever that feeling, whenever inspiration comes is obviously like the best feeling but sometimes like connor said you have to if you want to make a career out of it or you want to do something more than like drop in singles every once in a while like you have to push it you have to force it sometimes and sometimes that inspiration like follows you forcing yourself a little bit or like trying to piece it together and then you're like this song's cool yeah (laughs) i don't know if i would like I don't I don't think that you have to force inspiration, but I definitely think in some cases you have to like go looking for it. Yeah. 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 It's almost like a practice. Mm-hmm. Like as far as searching, do you find yourselves following like certain schedules or doing certain activities to kind of find ideas like taking a walk outside, like things like that? I would say Connor's the most like regimented out of the two of us because he has more on his plate music wise. So he probably has naturally has more of a routine that would make him more receptive to ideas and stuff. For me, I'm more frazzled. My nature is just frazzled. Yes. So like when I get inspired, it's normally like I went out to uh Brooklyn for the first time and then I was just like walking around Brooklyn and in like restaurants and all the baristas are playing their own house mu- mixes and I was just like oh my gosh you know so it's for me it's just like whenever I'm out and about and I'll like hear a little like a bass line or something I'm like that's cool record it you know but I feel like Connor definitely has more of a 
routine? I don't know. I guess I wouldn't say that I have like a super like hard and fast uh, routine, but I do like to uh, kind of, I do like to plan my day a little bit and just kind of, cause I do have to like carve out time for, um, for like a lot of different things. I feel like most days, I guess when I want to work on something, I will just like sit in the studio and just kind of like mess about on, on instruments and stuff until I, I get a little idea. Um, but I mean, I'll like, I'll have like melodies pop into my head while I'm like working or like while I'm like driving around, um, and stuff like that. So, you know, the, uh, the old voice memos app is a handy little tool. Yes. Um, for those moments, but yeah. I love the idea of you guys just kind of existing as people and just being hit with waves of inspiration here and there and just being able to pull out your phone and record a melody, record a bass line you hear. I, I do the same thing. And I think that's one of the best parts about living. You don't, you don't necessarily need to sit at a desk and then write a list or, or make a Venn diagram like you can Mm -hmm. literally just do what you already have to do and ideas can just come to you yeah definitely Mm -hmm. so you I I've seen you guys have released like a set a set of singles now um what would you say is your favorite song that you've released so far it's definitely between the last two I I would I would say I like Talk to Me as a song a little bit more, but Mother, I can tell is like, it feels like we advanced a little bit more in terms of like production from home and even just the arrangement of it is a little bit more complex. Like we used strings and flutes where Talk to Me was when we first used like a trumpet. We're like, whoa, that was fun. (laughs) But I would say... I just feel like Talk To Me is a little bit more dancey, so I would say I like that one the most. I don't know. Yes, shout out to Talk To Me. (laughs) I definitely feel like Talk To Me and Mother, the last two singles, were kind of, were like us, um, like, finding our sound. Yeah, getting a stronger sense of, like, Mm -hmm. what we are as a project. Because the first two songs we wrote, Feel A Little was, like, one of the first songs that we sat down and, like, recorded at all that was the first song Connor recorded from home because all our music well no no worked on from home because we took the Mm -hmm. first two to a studio and Mm -hmm. I think part of what actually I'm going to answer I'm going to say what I just said for a different question so (laughs) (laughs) um yeah I think talk to me is probably my favorite so far because that just like when we wrote that song, we were just like, like when it was finished, we were like, holy shit. Yes. Um, <laughs> like, can't believe we just did this. Uh, yeah. And and then, like I said before, I think that was just kind of like the moment where like we found, um, where like we, act, we found Trana. Like that was kind of us uh, uncovering our, uh, our, our sound. Yeah. Yeah, it's only up from here because I mean, <laughs> <Hope so. laughs> talk to me is that's an early single. Like you released it 
mm-hmm. in 2021. So yeah, yeah, you you guys can only progress. So I I am extremely excited because you know that's my favorite song from you guys. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> So you, you guys mentioned that you've performed um, a few shows over the years. What would you say is your favorite song to perform? So I'd love to yeah. know at this early stage if you if you have a favorite yet. I would say Talk To Me is has been the most fun. We haven't played that many shows. We've played, I think, three total, mm-hmm. um, yeah. one of which was a house show in the basement that we actually recorded all the songs well not all the songs most of our songs and yeah um but talk to me is the definitely the song like the horn line mm-hmm. in the chorus it's so funny yeah one of the coolest things life. one of the coolest things um <laughs> that i've experienced in like my career as like a performing musician live is like when we played talk to me for the first time i was not expecting for like the horn part to be <laughs> like a hook but when that part of the song hit everyone like in the crowd was like and i was like what that's fucking sick like i was not expecting anyone to like chant the horn line but yeah it was so cool yeah and something cool about that so the any of the counter's crazy like i want the world (laughs) if we're gonna take anything away from this conversation and what i want everyone to know is that connor is like insane at what he does and thanks babe the world is not ready for what like production performance wise like everyone needs to know this but so when we record connor records like the drums the bass um guitar parts like i play guitar but i choke as soon as i'm starting to record like connor's so good at recording um what else i mean key parts we'll do like a little bit of both but then so any of the sounds that are like or orchestral instruments, so so strings, not strings, flutes, clarinet, horn, any of that stuff has been one of my lifelong best friends. Like grew up friends since first grade. Um, he was at in the U of M marching band. His name's Doug Ferguson. Um, he recorded the horns on Talk to Me. So when we had our most recent shows in Grand Rapids before we moved, we pulled him out and he played the horn line for Talk to Me and everyone went nuts. It was <laughs> such a full circle, wholesome moment for me. So that's another reason I love Talk to Me so much was having my best, lifelong best friend like involved in that song. And he's now a school teacher like a band teacher i'm like i'm gonna make you quit your job as soon as we start touring you're coming with us (laughs) yes i love that i love that community is so important and having people that you've known for so long and grown with and seen you through so many things just really makes you more well-rounded individual Mm -hmm. what would you say community means to you as you've moved from grand rapids to nashville so we, when we were thinking about moving, there's obviously New York or L.A. Because we were like, we just want to move out of where we've been our whole lives and try a different um, scene and stuff. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest appeals or, like, the biggest thing that drew us to Nashville was hearing about and realizing how uplifting the community is. Um, instead of it being because there's so many people doing what we're doing people like it doesn't feel competitive at all it feels Mm -hmm. like people are always like how can I help you and you want to help people out and 
not that we have much to bring to the table at this point, but it's a very, Nashville is a super uplifting community. I love that. I love yeah. that. And also like at the, the same time that we moved um, to Nashville or we're deciding to move to Nashville, a, a ton of our like our close friends uh, from our community in Michigan were also like down to make the move and that was a huge thing for us um so it's been really nice like having uh like close friends um in a new city as well i think that's made the transition like much much more digestible for us absolutely um, yeah, yeah. So many of our friends. It was like a migration from Michigan yeah. to Nashville. So it that is one thing. I really haven't felt homesick since moving because so mm. many of our best friends are down here. We're really fortunate for that to be the situation. Absolutely. Yeah. It's great that you guys didn't lose a community in your move. And you basically formed a new one around your group from Grand Rapids so yeah yeah that's yeah. amazing to and still like, have that there's friends that we weren't like I feel like we we're all just too busy to hang out even like living in Grand Rapids together but once we moved to Nashville it's like we all like cooked and started hanging out like way more than we even did in Grand Rapids just because we're all kind of in the same boat like going after the same thing mm-hmm. yeah it's been awesome mm-hmm. that's amazing because yeah it it really serves no one to you know gatekeep and hold try to hold others back because if you're if you're reaching for the same thing like you should want the best for everyone around you so I love that totally. you guys have been embraced and that you embrace others that's a beautiful thing hey everyone hope you're enjoying getting to know Trana so far I wanted to take a little break to introduce you to some of their music this song of theirs really stopped me in my tracks it features a few of my favorite things Dreamy vocals, punchy drums, and a danceable chorus. It's been in my weekly rotation since I first heard it. Here's Talk To Me by Trana.
So I picked your song, Talk to Me. I cannot begin to say how obsessed I am with it. it it's yeah, really one of my you. favorite songs that I've heard this year. Because, I, yeah, it was, I didn't, I unfortunately did not hear it when it was released in 2021. <laughs> but I've been jamming to it, you know, the past few months. It, it's incredible. Thank you. Yeah, so I love it. I yeah, I'm like at a loss. I'm at a loss for words <laughs> because I love a pop song. I love a, an indie pop song. Love sense, love love like you know, beautiful vocals. It, it really has it all. I'm obsessed. Thank you. Yeah. So, I'm just like scrolling on TikTok one day, like just doing my thing as it, you know, rots my brain. And did you find it on TikTok? I did. I did find it on TikTok. Oh, it whoa. works. It works. <laughs> TikTok works. Oh my god! You're gonna go make a million TikToks. Yes. Yes. Blow it up. You just started something. Oh my god! I haven't been making TikToks because TikTok can be so defeating. Like when you it post is. like three in a day and they all get like 50 views yes <laughs> i'm it, like i'm uh, done <laughs> literally it's, it's a pain and it's like the, i'm like we're gonna push this one but not this one even though you post them at <laughs> yeah. the same time or the same day yeah. but no that's that's how i found you guys and nice. i was like oh, so wait cool. i have one never heard this song before even though i'm pretty deep in into the indie pop sphere so i was like okay i'm a little annoyed i have not heard this song before and i look you guys up based in nashville duo i have to talk to them what did the process of writing and recording the song entail um the first thing so like leading up to that song we we're kind of like stepping around seeing like what type of songs we might want to make and um I, one of my favorite genres has always been disco. Disco, funk, like, have always loved disco. Yes. Um, For obvious reasons. Of course. And there was, I think we stumbled on this one song. I don't know how we found it, but it's called You Can Have It All by The Stylistics. And as soon as the verse starts, there's this, like, octave jumping bass line. I'm like, oh, snap. And so I told Connor, I'm like, I want to write a song with octave jump like you know mm-hmm. and we started recording that and then Connor we like kind of like fleshed out a bass line for the song Connor like figured it out and then I think you must have recorded like a four on the floor beat yeah I think we just started I I just like put down like a really basic like disco drum groove yeah and then we kind of wrote and we kind of like arranged the whole song around uh, the bass. Yeah. Um, so that was like the first thing that kind of existed. Uh, and then the chords. And that was, yeah. that's how we knew it was going to be a decent song. It was like we had the song, the chord arrangement figured out before even writing the words. And that's normally yeah. a good thing <laughs> instead of figuring it out as we go. <laughs> but um, yeah. Am I allowed to talk about substances on this interview? <laughs> yes. Yes, you can. Um, any, any and everything that comes to mind, drop um, it. So for the words, we had like the whole, the bass line, drums, and chords figured out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the first lyrics that popped in my head and like melody were the verse, like pieces fall between my fingers. And I was, I had recently been on 
um, I was on mushrooms and I was, I had a moment where I was up in my room and it, it's interesting because I had to go be by myself, which is not normal for me. And I was in my room and just, I just felt like I had to like let out this like fountain of emotions. Like I just had this pent up, like I need to ball my eyes out right now. Don't know why, but before that I was like on the couch of course peeling oranges because that's what you do on mushrooms (laughs) (laughs) and I was peeling a little cutie orange and they were like the watching like the pieces fall through my fingers I was like whoa you know like so that's what the first that's how it started but then like the songs about I went up to my room and I was having this like full conversation with myself like in my head basically like it makes life is so heavy when you carry around a lot of like self-loathing and like I have had issues with just being way too hard on myself, just absolutely loathing myself, you know, over trivial things just throughout the day, just feeling like annoyed with myself, you know, and I just like felt like I had to like release that and be like, you got big dreams. Like, that's why I'm like, what are your dreams? Tell me about it. And it seems like I'm like talking with someone else, but I'm talking with myself. Like, you got big dreams. And if you want to make that work, you're going to have to figure out how to freaking love yourself and be nice to yourself. And that's basically the song. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, that message is so important. Like, so many people, including myself, just deal with that. Yeah. You know, self-loathing, like being so hard on yourself because it's easy because, I mean, we're we're obviously always around ourselves. So mm-hmm. we're the yeah. one person that we can attack without there being any like consequences. Mm-hmm. So on a daily basis, how do you combat that? Man, I uh, one of the most important, the most important class that I took in college was controversial issues in psychology. And we broke down like the discourse around trauma. I could get in a wormhole about this, but basically I had the realization through these conversations in this class that you can challenge your thoughts. Like just because you have a feeling doesn't mean like you give meaning to your thoughts. Your thoughts are fleeting like connections in your brain. And if you like interpret that as being real and valid, that's what they're going to be. But you can challenge your thoughts. Feelings are there for a reason, but chances are hating yourself is maladaptive and irrational. So it's worth challenging those feelings and grounding myself. You know, there's like, I'm about to go down a really weird rabbit hole, so I won't do that. But basically, yeah, just, I mean, exercise is important. I realized I, like, stopped caring about my physical health in quarantine. Um, And I've been, like, getting back into, like, just doing Pilates and, like, caring more about what I'm eating. And naturally, I've felt better about myself and just have felt healthier. But, yeah, challenging my thoughts, I guess. I love that. Because, yeah, if you don't, if you don't challenge, it seems like if you don't challenge your thoughts, they can just consume you because you're always there. Mm-hmm. So It's hard yeah. to stop a spiral, but realizing that you can stop those spirals was like groundbreaking for me. Absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah, you gave yourself power. 
And then you wrote this song. So (laughs) thank you for that. (laughs) Yeah. I think that the words are kind of like interesting or funny because like it doesn't tell you like how to figure it out. But the song is like just me realizing like I better figure out at least how to be nice to myself if I want to make these dreams work out. You know? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I don't have the answers, but this ain't working. (laughs) Yes. Because, I mean, yeah, everyone has to find the answer for themselves. Mm So, yeah, yeah, it's beautiful that you were able to put those thoughts and, you know, beliefs and, you know, feelings you had about yourself to paper and, Mm -hmm. you know, produce Talk to Me. But how do you feel now that it's been a couple of years since you released it in 2021? I love that song. I do too. I think it's sick. <laughs> when we listen to it, I still have the feeling like, how do we come up with that? Like, where yeah, did that honestly, come from? The, and that feeling that feeling hits me even harder now that it's been um, like over a year since it came out. Yeah, like when I I. I I'll say it. I'll, I have that song on a couple of my own playlists, so <laughs> it will come on. Yes, while I'm listening to music as you should. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like whenever I, whenever that song comes on, it just like it doesn't it doesn't hit me that it's uh it's something that we made, which is such a weird feeling. Yeah, I think um, like that was the first song that we recorded at home fully. Like right. the first two songs that are out, we went to a studio for, and that one we recorded at home and just had complete like creative freedom to track it how we wanted yep. to. Um, and I feel like that might be why we were able to get it to sound like something that's exactly like what we wanted it to sound like. But yeah, that's the song where I'm like, I don't know how we came up with that. It's really cool. Yeah, I it just I don't know. It just like it has kind of like a ma- it has a magic uh, to me that I can't really describe. But I the way that we like recorded it, we just um, I don't know. We just really went with like the flow of things instead of trying to make everything um, like perfect. Like Liz's vocal take on that song is the like is the first vocal take that she put down on like a shitty hundred dollar microphone while we were recording the demo and we tried to record it again later on but we were like this this first vocal vocal take is just like (laughs) that's that's the one that has like the most like feeling to it Mm -hmm. because like it was right there um Mm -hmm. and yeah i think and that carries on to like other performances in the song too but it's just like i don't know it just feels very real to me yeah it does we like it feels like we captured a moment yeah absolutely yeah it's crazy to hear that that you know was the scratch vocal because i mean i've i'll say it again like the vocals are beautiful like i love <laughs> them you. i love them so yeah you really you. you you've got it but i think we <laughs> need to so circle <laughs> Circle back to <clears throat> disco and four on the floor beats because yeah. we can go on about that. Mm-hmm. That we need to go on. Yes. <laughs> what a decade. I seriously. <clears throat> disco is my favorite genre. So Yeah. Yeah, please, please. I'd love to know what it means to you. Like I know it inspired 
it inspired this song. And the funny thing about that is I can hear that you guys had wanted to add that danceable, you know, feeling to it, but it's still extremely modern and unique. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to know what you were listening to, like what kind of, what, what other like parts of, you know, disco culture, like inspire you to this day? I think obviously the most like important thing is the four on the floor beat. And that's like any decade of disco, you know, mm-hmm. like and that's something we're kind of like tiptoeing in is like eighties disco kind of right now. But when um the person who mixed that song is a really is one of my dad's best friends from college. Um his name's Jeff Sainoff. Um, he and I had been talking about working together cause he's mostly, um, a recording engineer in New York. Um, but he and I had been talking back and forth about like, kind of like finding our sound and he had given us, um, he's like, you should check out this band. And he sent me, um, the song, I think it's nothing can stop us now by St. Etienne. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that has been one of my favorite songs ever since. Um, so that's kind of like. 90s house almost feeling which is still like that four on the floor like I really love house music too um but I remember having this conversation with my mom um when I was still in school and I was talking about um we were talking about basically how as a country we are so polarized and how we can't talk about anything we're in an epistemic crisis. Nobody knows what's right or wrong. We don't know how to talk. Everyone is interpreting everything as an attack. And so with music, I'm like, how can everyone get down together? And like, that doesn't, I'm not saying some things are right or wrong, but we should be able to come together if we can't be civil through talking, at least dancing. Like we need to heal ourselves. I don't know what it's going to take, but what can everyone on the planet get down to? Mm-hmm. Disco. Yes. And th- I had this moment. I was like, duh, we're writing disco. Like, <laughs> I want everyone to be able to dance. Yes, that is a genre, honestly. that yeah. It's funny that you bring that up because I think that's one of the things I love so much about the genre and everything that came out of it was that people of all kinds and who came from all walks of life were able to just kind of be on the dance floor and do their thing and and live and mm-hmm. you know you know a lot of them were on something but oh, they, totally. they were having fun <laughs> <laughs> they were having fun and that's the point that's yeah. the point so it's I'm just glad that you two are trying to bring that back in a way that is still unique and original because you still have your your voice and your sound you're just bringing this music back that really should have never been outlawed in a way, <laughs> thrown away, burned. Yeah, shout out to everyone who was at the death, the death of disco, little <laughs> little um, party they had. Yeah, you, you know what? You'll pay for that. You'll pay. You'll pay. Yeah. So I'm happy. I'm happy that you guys are you're doing your thing. I again, I love talk to me and love disco four on the floor yeah die listen to me die (laughs) with a four on the floor beat playing play one at my funeral literally (laughs) (laughs) 
but I think um I I think we're we've just we're really inspired by like music that um has come out of uh you know certain um certain times where like you know like now like the uh um like the uh political like climate in the country is kind of uh like heated um and uh like punk music came out of like a similar situation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh and disco i mean disco too because everyone wanted to like escape and like have a good time mm-hmm. as we were as we were mentioning but i think we're also like really inspired by um that like kind of uh like angry like punk uh punk attitude mm-hmm. as well which is why like we uh we use like a lot of uh like heavier tones in our music too like fuzz uh fuzz guitar I, this is kind of like getting away from talk to me but in mother uh in the chorus of that song it's like the riff is like don't 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 it's like a heavy riff um but it's still like over top of like that four on the floor like jumping baseline disco beat (laughs) yes we we try to like pull from a bunch of different places yeah it's important as an artist to respond to what's happening in the world in your own way and to know that talk to me is a response to our current climate just shows like how creative you can get in your response it would be easy to kind of wallow or or just like hide but yeah like to put out like a dancey tune or and then your other music to put out like punchy guitar riffs I think that's the way to do it because Mm -hmm. it it you know feeds you it makes you feel good as you're responding to like the dumpster fire that we're all in right now (laughs) right but yeah but it also helps everyone else that's listening so yeah it's important work that you're doing yeah, and I feel like even no matter how bad things get, in order for people to have the endurance to keep resisting in any way, like you need relief at some point. And I think some people think you need, some people don't have the option but to keep their nose down and struggle mm-hmm. nonstop. And that is, that's very true. But I feel like I would love to at least create a source of relief for people in any way that I can interpersonally, but like with whatever we're making with music, that's why I'm like, I want people to feel good when they listen to our music. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're doing it already. It's just like having the goal of doing that allows it to come through. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's natural. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I've had so much fun talking to you two today and learning more about you guys as individuals and as a duo and learning about Talk To Me, one of my favorite songs to come out of 2021. A very interesting year for music. (laughs) (laughs) So thinking about yourselves as individuals, if you could speak to your younger self, what would you say? Oh, I would probably try to get to the root of why I have such bad performance anxiety now. So I would probably try 
to say something along the lines of, I don't know, just being supportive of my younger self, putting myself in uncomfortable performance situations. I mean, there's so many things I could say, but my younger self would not understand. (laughs) But with performing especially, like I, from a very young age, had the understanding that my voice was annoying and shrill and that like it made me like as an adult like I I can't sing in front of people you know and I'm still trying to work through that that's why like I record from home like I will not go back into a studio to sing in front of somebody I will only sing by myself you know or like with performing I feel like really scared and I think that yeah, I would go back to my younger self and make myself perform more. <laughs> I avoided performing at like in any way that I could. Yeah, my God. Before we get to you, Connor. Yeah. Yes, I totally, I totally see you in that, Liz. Like, performance anxiety is so real and. The thing I hate about it the most is that it, you know, affects your voice. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just like, I know I can hit this. Like, I know that I killed this at home and suddenly Mm -hmm. it sounds different because I am anxious. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a pain, but I really hope that, you know, as you continue to grow as a person that you're able to, like, break through it because you do have a beautiful voice and, you know, people would only be honored to hear you sing in person but yeah so yeah i i really hope i really hope you can you know find the route and go go get past that but i do see you in that struggle it i deal with that as well yeah the the cool thing is even though liz has like all that anxiety around performing when she's on stage she's like such a naturally like gifted like front woman she is captivating to watch it's hard to not have fun when people are cheering for you oh yes that's also a great point but But it does take it does take getting out there and the hardest part is you just have cool moves doing it the hardest part is the day at least for me like the day leading up to it months out i would Mm -hmm. lose sleep knowing we had a show so anytime somebody like messages us and it's like will you open for us i'm like how do i get out of this (laughs) you know but then as soon as we're on stage and i like see my friends in front of me and stuff it's like oh this is heaven on earth like what the hell am i so scared about and then I get off. I'm like, that was scary. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that you're at least able to enjoy yourself while you're there. Because yeah. I can understand like that, that anticipation is killer. It's but, yeah. petrifying. Yeah, I never would have. I, I never would have started performing if it weren't for Connor supporting me and making me feel like I could do that and that I didn't suck and that I was good enough to perform that's connor's totally to thank for that oh i love that connor what would you say (laughs) to my younger self yeah um i think uh i don't know as a kid i was like really 
I, I'm still like fairly shy and not talkative, but um, I I just think I was like really I was really shy and like emotionally like kind of closed off as a as a kid. So I feel like I would just uh, yeah, and I don't know. I think when I when I when I got to like a point in my life where I was like. I don't know, opening up more um, emotionally and just like opening up to people more. I just like started like um, having like connections and uh, like new experiences in my life that I think have just made my life more exciting and made me a better person. So I would just, I don't know, try to encourage myself to open up a little bit more at a younger age. But I don't know. Made me who I am today, so I guess I have that to be thankful for. Yeah, absolutely. It it is it is hard to think about that because yeah, if you do too yeah. much, you you might not be who you are today, and yeah, yeah, all the things. But that's still still good advice to give to yourself. Yeah, so, something that's I had I realized that's kind of cool about what we're doing is like so much of our music or like so much of the songs that I write are processing like my whole life. And like a lot of songs aren't even out yet that I'm talking about. Um, but understanding trying mother is really about like, why do I struggle the way I do now because of things that happened when I was little and this whole band almost at least songwriting wise is almost like an ode to my younger self and then I realized I was like oh my god this band is called Trana that's like four-year-old me running around like (laughs) how cool is that like not to make it all about me on accident but like we're like processing everything we've been through and I'm like trying this whole project is me breaking through a huge wall because I'm constantly so petrified with like fear self like doubting myself um and like processing I don't know figuring out what happened when I was little and wanting to like go back and talk to myself in all those ways and I'm like wow I'm like this project feels like a big hug to my little self (laughs) I love that yeah I mean especially because you're doing something productive like and and really facilitating your growth as as a person and you know you're helping others along the way like I I I love yeah absolutely (laughs) I mean if going it yeah going into all those topics is is not not something that's done every day in music it's easy to keep it surface level and monetizable Mm -hmm. so I love I love that this band has become kind of an ode to your younger self. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys mentioned that you're working on music constantly, just writing, recording, producing. What is next for the band? We're in the process of rolling out our first EP. Um, It'll be four or five songs, depending on if we include Talk To Me in it. Sometimes I'm like, it's been a long time, but then I'm like, no, Talk To Me makes complete sense with this cluster of songs. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> four or five songs. Um, the first song of it, of the EP was Mother. Um, but since we've been like 
figuring out the process as we're moving along in terms of how we're who's gonna mix it how are we gonna you know and we're recording it all from home um and connor is going to be mixing it now too um so he's been like teaching himself more about mixing and stuff so it's taking a little bit longer than we initially intended but we just want to make it good yeah we want to do it exactly (laughs) like we're trying not to be hard hard on ourselves about timing and stuff because we're not going to rush it. But the next song is basically done. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it takes time. Like, it, it takes a lo- however long it takes, and that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you all are, you know, putting so much care and attention into it. And I'm super excited to listen yeah. to your EP. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. <laughs> So where can people find you online? We already we already discussed the power of TikTok. So yeah, yeah. drop the handles. <laughs> you can find me spamming TikTok. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I cringe myself out on that app, but I know I have to do it. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, I know. Um, obviously, there go like all my TikToks. <laughs> um, so we have like all the socials. We have Twitter, Instagram, but we're They're on all, all under, streaming uh, platforms. Yeah. And all the socials are under Tron of the band, except yeah. for TikTok. TikTok is, is Tron of Bellana. Tron of <laughs> Ooh, I love that. Yes. Follow them, stream their music, and go to their Maybe all of our shows. socials should be Tron of Bellana. Yeah. That is fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a story. It's how it started. Yeah. That's great. But yes, <laughs> follow them, stream their music, go to their upcoming shows and do your thing. So yeah, thank you guys so much for being on. I had so much fun talking to you both. Yeah, it was, it was a, a pleasure. To be on the show. Thanks yes. for wanting to talk to us. Yeah. Man, fun. y'all are the best. <laughs> Thank you for listening to In My Tracks. The show was created and produced by me, your host and friend, Jada Burt. And shout out to Play Audio Agency for producing, recording, and editing the show. And for composing the original theme music you are currently jamming out to. It is truly a labor of love, and I hope you enjoy it. To continue the fun, follow In My Tracks Pod on all social channels. Don't forget to use hashtag InMyTracksPod to share the songs that stop you in your tracks. Looking to discover even more awesome music? Follow In My Tracks Pod on Spotify for weekly playlists. And please remember to follow the show so you don't miss an episode. And leave a review if you're enjoying it. See you next time!